Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about this one word can change your life. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and something to write with. I believe I have a really good show for you today. I want you to go to John chapter 6, and we're going to start here at verse number 8, and we'll conclude at verse number 14. John chapter 6, starting at verse number 8, and the Bible reads on this wise. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Verse 10 says, Then Jesus said, Make them sit down. Now there was much grass in that place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those that were sitting down, and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. Verse number 12, so when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore, they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which were left over those by those who had eaten. Verse number 14, then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, they said to one another, this is truly the prophet who came into this world. Now, this one word that can change your life is called gratitude. Yes, gratitude. Now, let me give you a definition of gratitude. It means the quality of being thankful and ready to show appreciation for and return kindness. See, one side of this coin is thanksgiving and the other side is being ready to show appreciation and return kindness for all the things that God has done. And I don't want you to underestimate this word called gratitude because there are so many Christians who are not grateful truly for what God has done in their life. Now quickly, let's run back to this passage and I want to highlight a couple of scriptures here, and then I want to give you at least about five points that I think will magnify this word called gratitude. And it is my prayer today that you will begin to move forward with so much thanksgiving and gratitude in your life because things can begin to multiply when you have the true revelation of what this is. Now, again, in John chapter 16, I want to start here at verse number nine. It says that there is a lad here who had five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? See, the disciples really didn't truly understand the power of gratitude. They looked at what this little lad gave to them and said, this is just clearly not enough. And this is really why we're not grateful, because we don't really see that what we have is enough. But this miracle 
never happens unless this lad gives these fish and barley loaves his little lunch to the disciples. Notice they were walking with Jesus and they had no revelation or insight into this. But this little child, this little boy, he realized, let me give my lunch to these disciples because I've got greater insight than they do. Wow. I hope you didn't miss that. This little child had greater insight into gratitude. He was thankful for what he had and he willingly gave it. The Bible doesn't say that the disciples made him do it. It was something that he wanted to do. So one of the things that I want you to understand is I believe that gratitude happens in the life of a believer when they really can look at what they have and begin to give God thanks for it. Now, let's look at verse number 11. And it says here, and Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, don't miss this, he gave them to the disciples and the disciples to those that were sitting down and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. Notice that when this lunch got into the hands of Jesus, notice that Jesus didn't murmur. He didn't complain. He didn't say, is this all you got? How in the world can I really work a miracle with just this? No, Jesus did the same thing that we need to understand and do. He began to give thanks. He was grateful for what he had. I hope y'all don't miss this. He recognized and acknowledged and was aware that this is wonderful. I got something to work with. The Lord is really looking for us to put something in his hand so he can work with, so he can do something in your life. It's called gratitude. And the moment he got that lunch in his hand, he began to give thanks. He began to praise God. He was so grateful for just two fish and five loaves of bread. When were you grateful for just the little things in life? Many times we're not. We're too busy murmuring, complaining about the things that are not right. But I want you to know that every good and perfect gift comes down from above. And you and I need to be aware of these things. Now, look at verse number 12. The Bible says, so when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain so nothing is lost. I think this is really profound, that Jesus was not wasteful, that he was so grateful for what he had, and he worked a miracle. I mean, it was 5,000 men, not including women and children. So there may have been about 10,000 people that day that Jesus did one of the greatest miracles in all of the world. And he fed about 10,000 people that day off of a little boy's lunch who was grateful. And don't miss this, that these people ate as much as they wanted. Jesus didn't say, well, you know what? Just give them one fish and a little bit of bread. No, Jesus fed them as much as they wanted. And it was so much left over. Jesus recognized that I don't want to be wasteful with what God has done. Let's gather up the fragments and put them in a basket. And they did. Now, the text doesn't say this when I'm about to share with you next, but I do believe this happened. Who do you think got the leftovers? 
I believe the little boy did. You know why? Because the miracle started with him. He came with two fish, five loaves of bread, and went home with the fragments, went home with a basket full of goodies. Can you imagine what his mother said? Where did you get all this fish? Where did you get all this bread? He probably said, Mom, Jesus worked the greatest miracle in all the world, and I got a basket full of goodies. Can I tell you something? Many times we don't see what God can do, again, because we don't recognize what we have. But if you put what you got in the hands of God, he has no choice but to multiply it because multiplication begins with gratitude. It begins with a praise to God that, Lord, I am so thankful for what you have done. You know why? Because you didn't have to do it. Because there are so many people struggling and here you are. Even though you might say, well, I'm struggling too. But can I tell you something? Somebody is far more worse off than you are. And because of what Jesus did. They magnified in verse number 14, one to another. This is truly a prophet of God who came into the world. But you know what? I don't need God to do all of these things for me to recognize who he is. I already know. See, a lot of times we need God to do something for us and then we can acknowledge who he is. But when you have gratitude and thanksgiving in your heart, you should already know who he is. There are too many Christians who want God to do all of these things. You've got your list out of what you wanted to do. But did you take a moment to recognize what he has already done? I'm going to say that again. Have you taken a moment to be aware to take the time and say, Lord, before I ask you anything, I'm going to recognize what you already done in my life. This is the birthplace of change. And I believe this one word can really change your life and cause you to experience some things that have been held up for you. Now, as promised, I said, I'm going to give you five things that I believe will magnify this one word called gratitude. And here's number one, be grateful for the little things. Yes, be grateful for the little things. Remember I said to you that this miracle started with just two fish and five loaves of bread. Here's another thing that I want to say to you that I often tell people that everything that God does is always big. It's never small. One of the reasons why we can't see the little things and give the details for the little things to give God praise, because we want him to do something big. But can I tell you something? Just being able to breathe, even though that's a big thing, we think that's small. But I can guarantee you this, the moment that your airways become obstructed with food or you got the flu or something, maybe you dealt with COVID or whatever the case may be, and you're having trouble breathing, it's amazing how much we can give God praise for just breath in our bodies to be able to inhale and exhale. That's a gift from God, because trust me, the moment you can't breathe and it continues, you're going to die. But these are just little things that we don't give God praise for. Do you know that there were so many people that died from COVID and you may have contracted it and you lived to give God praise? Did you really take a moment and thank God? 
for the fact that you can breathe, for the fact that you got airways, for the fact that you're not walking around with a tank on your back, that you can breathe in and out. As a matter of fact, just take some breaths right now and start praising God. That's the issue with many of the believers today that we don't really know how, and we're not aware because we got too much murmuring and complaining about the things that we wish that we could see in our life and something as simple as breath in our bodies, we don't give God thanks for. Eyes that you can see. There's somebody who's blind. Come on, y'all. We got to learn how to really thank God for the things that really are big, but they could be small in your eyes because you just don't have any awareness. I tell people all the time that if you really take a moment and look in the mirror and the fact that you got hair on your head, the fact that you can eat, the fact that you have a place to sleep, the fact that you have a family that you can love and can love you back, you need to take the time to give God praise for these things and be grateful because gratitude, again, I believe starts with a positive mindset. You will learn to appreciate every little thing that God does for you. One of the things that I love about my wife, she is always saying thank you. I mean, if you do something for her, she'll tell you how much she appreciates it. And one of the things that I learned about why she does this is because she realizes and looks back over her life and said things were not always this way in the family and the home that I grew up in. So anything somebody does for me, I'm grateful. And because her mindset is that way, God is always doing things for her. Sometimes we wonder why our blessings are not flowing in the way that we think they should. Are you truly grateful for the little things? Or do you just murmur and say things are just supposed to be this way? I've talked to believers and Christians. They think that things are supposed to be this way, but they're not. God doesn't owe you anything. People don't owe you anything. But anytime somebody does something for you, you should give thanks to God and show some kindness to someone else because of the blessings that he has done in your life. This is the sweetest thing in the world, man, when you can recognize. And once you learn to love and recognize what God has done again, you will be aware. You will be more fortunate. You will take a moment and just see the little small things. I mean, the fact that you actually can get in a car and drive yourself to work. When there are people who don't have legs, when there are people who don't have hands, when there are people who don't even have a car and you complaining about the car that you have and man, this is a hoopty. But have you ever went outside on a cold day and got in your car and you drove by somebody at the bus and you didn't really take a moment to say, man, that could have been me outside in the cold, but I do have a car. You got a car to drive in when people, man, they catching cabs, they spending money and God is taking care of you. All he wants is you to give God thanks for it. All he wants is gratitude in your heart. And I can guarantee you, you start thanking God for the car you got, he give you a new one. You start thanking God for what you already have, you can get more of it. When you start thanking God for the day that you have, he'll give you more days. When you start thanking God for the money that you have, he'll give you more money. Anything that you can become aware of and be grateful for, you can get more of it. I've been around people as a pastor and I see how they complain about their spouse and how they complain about their kids. And I'm saying, man, you just not aware of the things that you should be aware of. You don't have to be married. 
You should be thanking God that somebody want to be with you. You know how many people are here looking for spouses and can't find any? And you got a husband and you got a wife. You should take a moment and thank God for the spouse that you have. But you know what we do? We complain. Well, Johnny don't do this and Mary don't do that. But you know what? Stop magnifying the things that they're doing and start magnifying the things that they are doing. And watch this. When you start looking at the things that they're doing and thanking God for, you won't even be concerned about the stuff that really gets on your nerves. Because let's be honest, we can all do things unknowingly that can cause people, you know, to be like, oh my goodness, you, every time I see you and talk to you, it's just always something with you. But we got to learn how to thank God for the fact that we got somebody to walk through this life with, that you have a companion, that you got somebody that loves you, that you got somebody that can hold your hand and you can go on a park to the park or you can go on vacation with, somebody that you can share your life with. That is a gift from God. It's the same way about children. We have children and then we say they're bad and they don't listen. But do you know how many people right now that wish they could have a child? They have tried to have children and they just cannot. They try to adopt and they can't do that either. I'm telling you, just these little things that are really big, we don't pay attention to. We have to really learn how to look around us and say, man, I thank you for my children because somebody somewhere can't have any kids. Somebody somewhere, their bodies cannot hold a baby. But here you are popping them out like popcorn. It's amazing the things that we're able to do with ease that we take for granted and think it's supposed to be this way. And I want to tell you, it is not. Hopefully just here in just these little few moments that you are really looking at your life and saying, wow, I see some things. And it's one thing to see, but it's another thing to give God praise. It's another thing to thank God for it. It's another thing to go do something nice for somebody else because you know God has done something great for you. Remember all the times that you promised God you would do something if he would bless you and he did and you didn't fulfill that promise. And yet he still has you alive on his planet. We really need to take a look within. We really need to look, especially now in this season of Thanksgiving and Christmas time and how we want to do something nice for somebody. And it seems like our, our mind is only on this one track cycle during the holidays. But God is saying to many of us that every day is a day of Thanksgiving. Every day above ground is a day to give God praise and be grateful for the little things that he is doing because in reality, these are huge things. Point number two, develop an impeccable radar. What does that mean? If you often reflect on the fortunate events in your life, you'll be able to spot a good opportunity. You know why we can't spot good opportunities? Because we're not grateful. Gratitude will open up your eyes and your heart to see stuff that other folks can't see. Do you know why people are able to come up with ideas and they can go somewhere and look at something and God will give them a vision and show them what to do? It's because they practice Thanksgiving. I'm telling you, this was worth you listening today. If you truly learn how to really be grateful for things, he'll start showing you other things that he's not showing everybody. I tell Christians this all the time. God loves us all, but he's not dealing with us all the same. He's showing me things that he's not showing everybody else. He's showing you things that he's not showing everybody else. But I'm telling you, the key ingredient that will open up your heart 
is this thing called Thanksgiving. You will be able to see. You will have a radar. You'll be able to spot it in a moment. You can smell a promotion at your job just being in a meeting. You can hear something that your boss is saying and y'all in a meeting, you heard it. Everybody else didn't hear it. You know why? Because you got a heart of thanksgiving. Because see, ultimately, God wants to be able to see, can he trust you? And if God can trust you, and if he can use you as a distribution center for his blessing, man, he'll show you things. He'll show you ideas. He'll show you ways and means that he's doing things in your life. You'll have a radar. I'm talking about you can go into an empty shell building and you can see what it can be where everybody else is murmuring and complaining. Again, murmuring and complaining is the number one reason why people are unthankful and why God is not doing anything for them because they don't see what he's already done. And God has done enough for you. Just one thing that he's done for you that you can praise him for the rest of your life. We need to stop saying to God, I need you to do more when he's already done it all. When Jesus died on the cross and he said, it is finished, what does that mean? I mean, think about that. He said, it's finished. What else do we want him to do? We are not aware of, we are very ignorant of the finished works of Christ. And this is why our prayer life is stale. This is why we cannot move forward in the things of God. This is why things seem to be cycles for us because we truly don't know what he's done. And again, it's one thing to see it. It's another thing to acknowledge it. You need to acknowledge, begin to acknowledge everything in your life that God is doing and watch what will begin to happen for you and other people around you. Number three, giving to the less fortunate. We hear this all the time. So this is not some new revelation. But again, I want you to begin to be aware of this. There are people that are less fortunate than you, and you need to have your ear to the mouth of God so he can tell you how to bless other people. When you're thankful for your bed that you're sleeping in at night, you are moved to help somebody else get one. When you're thankful for the roof over your head, when you're thankful for the couch that you're sitting on, when you're thankful for a morsel of bread that you can eat in your mouth, you will do whatever you can do. I'm not saying go bankrupt to help people, but every little thing that God has done for you, you will allow God to use you to help somebody else experience the goodness of God. You know, this crab barrel mentality that everybody is trying to climb and get to the top. When I always say there's always room at the top in the kingdom of God for his people. And many times we practice what the world does. If something is working for me, we won't tell anybody. No, you got to get rid of that. That's one of the reasons why we don't move forward. When we use that kind of mindset and we deal with people, we say to God, all we got is two fish and five loaves of bread. We're no different than the disciples that were with Jesus and really didn't know who they were with. Catch that. They should have been excited and said, Master, we got two fish and five loaves of bread. We know who you are. So we know as soon as you get this in your hand, a miracle is going to happen. But they were in so much doubt, they couldn't really recognize who Jesus was. But when we begin to give to less fortunate people, People can really truly know that a prophet is in their midst. They can know that the presence of the Lord is there. How do people that are living less fortunate really know that God loves them? 
They're going to do it through you or they're going to see it through you. They're going to recognize that God is caring about me. When you make a pot of soup and you take it to a neighbor that's struggling, they are able to see that God loves them. When you put $50 in their hand or $100 in their hand, if you buy them a lunch or put gas in their car or you help them with rent so that they can have a place to stay, they can recognize that God loves and cares for them. This thing called love is a decision and a decision leads to an action. Jesus decided to love us. And so God sent his son into the world to die for us. So when it comes time for us to love other people and show them that God is truly in our midst, we have to do something. You just cannot say that you recognize that people are less fortunate. My question to you is, what are you doing about it? Or do you have the same mindset that the disciples have? What is this among so many? But it's the little things that can cause an avalanche of blessing when you truly understand that the little things and giving to the less fortunate will cause your barrel of meal to overflow. The prophet came to the woman's house and said, woman, what do you have in your house? She looked around. Notice what she said. She was like the disciples. All I got is just a cruise of oil, a little bit of meal. The prophet said, well, bake me a cake first. See, it's just the things that we don't recognize. Notice what she said. This is all I got, meaning that this is nothing. And the prophet took just the little and caused this woman's house to be filled with the good things of heaven. I'm telling you, when we really can do something for people that are less fortunate, really, we are giving to God. That's how the scripture works. When we can recognize somebody that's struggling and we take from what we have and we can really cause something to really happen in the lives of God's people, God says, oh, I owe you. And God pays all of his debts. Point number four, reach higher. This is what we got to do. Let's stop being comfortable. You got to reach higher. And when you are grateful for your blessings and when you appreciate life more intensely, when you are truly grateful, you just don't want to be where you are. you like, Lord, I want you to use me in every way possible. We need to learn how to stretch. Let God stretch you. Some of you know you got a raise and a promotion, but are you just thinking about your family? Your family's taken care of. God made sure that he caused increase to come into your house. Why? So you can reach higher. Everything that God is doing, he's not just doing for you. He's doing for other people. But because we cannot recognize the blessing, we keep it. We hoard. I don't know if you've ever seen that show called Hoarders. Man, they got stuff in the living room, the bedroom, in the kitchen, in the attic. I mean, they have a poverty mentality. People like that don't share. Because they feel like what they have, they need to keep. But God is saying today, you and I have got to reach higher. Now, it's perfectly normal to be grateful for what you have, yet often desire to reach for more. That's what I'm saying. You can be grateful for what you got, but reach for more. Why am I reaching for more? Not for me. So that the blessings of the Lord can flow through me. There are so many people that need to know again that God truly loves them. This thing called poverty really is has caused a lot of stirring. You know, people have these help groups and, and organizations because they want to end poverty. You can end poverty right now if the people that have learn how to share. You will never run out. 
I'm going to say that again. You will never run out. And this is why God wants to bless his people who have his mindset, because those people will share. Rich people, all they do is sit up and count their money and say, this person is worth this amount of money. This person is worth that amount of money. And we say, wow, he's a billionaire. She's a multimillionaire. And I don't want to suggest that those people don't give because I believe they do in some capacity. But can I tell you something? Those people that are not saved and don't have the heart of God, they're not going to do as you would. But I found that people that are saved and say that they love God, they will just keep and save and save and never listen to God and say, you know what? I need to reach higher. I'm tired of being where I am. I'm content. But we've got to move from contentment into a place and say, Lord, I know that there is more you want to do through my life. I know that there's something else that I can reach for. And when you are grateful, God begins to show you where to reach. He begins to give you another assignment, another mission. There's so much on the planet to do. And no, not one person can do it. But the thing that God has called you to do, are you doing that? Are you maximizing that? Or are you just sitting there afraid and scared like everybody else and saying, you know what? The economy's bad. Inflation is going through the roof. Every time I go to the store, the prices are going up. Listen, man, I recognize all of that, but I also recognize who my God is. I also recognize I got to keep reaching higher because can I tell you something? Heaven's not poor. Heaven don't have no inflation. Heaven is not a place where the kingdom of God, where our goods are coming from, where the Lord is just sitting there counting it and saying, man, we going to run out. Are you kidding me? We got to remember who we serve. We got to remember who we are and who we belong to. We got to stop behaving like the world. Man, Christians are just as afraid. They're nervous. They got anxiety, depression. You know why? Because we're not grateful. And if we are grateful, we always tagging it. You know, God is good, but this could change tomorrow. God is good, but this could happen next week. No, God is good, period. And he's going to continue to be good to me because I'm going to continue to give him glory, honor, and praise and recognize that I'm so grateful for my life. And because I'm grateful for my life, God is going to continue to give me more days to spend with my family and friends and do exactly what he has called me to do. We need the mindset of God. We're in this world, but the scripture says don't be of it. But many of us are just of the world. We got to stop being of the world and look at everything through our five senses. I want you to begin to reach higher. For those of you that practice gratitude and thanksgiving and you seem to be a little stuck, just reach higher. Speak to the Lord and say, Lord, I need another assignment. What else do you want to do? What else do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? How do you want me to bless this person? And when God speaks to you, he already knows where the resources are. Just listen to him. He know, The silver is mine, he said. The gold is mine. The carbuncle, the rubies, the honor. Everything belongs to God anyway. But he wants us to use what he has given us to bring him glory. And finally, taking others into consideration. This is so key. I want you to begin to take other people into consideration other than yourself. There's a lot of Christians that are selfish. They're just stuck on themselves. And this is crazy because you shouldn't be a Christian and a follower of Christ and just be stuck on yourself. But there are a lot of people that are. You don't want to be this way. And again, this starts with a negative mindset. All about me. If I can't get ahead, if I can't get the house and car or the promotion, if my home can't be blessed, 
then forget about everybody else. But this is not how we see things happening in the early church. The Bible says that they brought all of their money to the apostles' feet and the apostles distributed to the people as they had need. Everybody was blessed. What is this mindset that we have that only one people, one person, one family can experience the blessings of God? That should never be. Our mindset has got to change. We've got to begin to take others into consideration. When you're satisfied with your life and you feel a genuine love and happiness towards the things that God has done, he will open up the door for you to begin to do things for other people. It's like when people open up the door and they hold it for somebody else to come in, an elderly person. When they realize, you know, my grass is cut. Let me find someone else. Maybe they can't pay for their grass to be cut. I'm going to do it for them. I'm talking about just the things that we do every day that we take for granted. We need to really start taking other people into consideration. Maybe you know a single mom struggling with kids, but you know, you got a spouse and you have children. You guys are doing fine. Maybe you can do for them. I don't know what it is, but it's just too many things out here for us to say we don't know how to take others in consideration. Consider others. When God has blessed you, I'm going to say it again, consider others when God has blessed you. See, God has blessed you now, so you need to consider other people. God has already shown you his love and kindness. When are you going to do it for someone else? When are you going to pay it forward? Your own happiness is magnified when you can really bring joy to other people's lives. It is so true. You got to start doing this because I'm telling you, when you do, you won't be able to get enough of it. When you can pay for somebody else's meal and you see the smile on their faces, when you can buy somebody else's gas and you know how high gas is. And when you can pay for say, man, you know what? This tank of gas is on me. The look on their faces is priceless, man. I don't think you can get any other high other than doing for other people. I'm telling you, man, it makes me feel so good because watch this. Everybody at the store that's buying food, you don't know how they buying it, man. It might be their last dollar, their last $20, their last $50. But when we are led by the Spirit, when you begin to be led by the Spirit of God, and when you are at the grocery store, you need to be thinking, man. You need to be getting with God. When you can just go to the store and just buy what you want, there's some other people there that can. Have you ever been in a line, a grocery line, waiting to pay for your food? Ask God to speak to your heart. Ask her, you know what? Say, hey, man, you know what? I'm going to buy your groceries today. I'm telling you, man, the joy you are going to feel after you do that. See, this is the joy that God, here's my definition of joy. Jesus, others, yourself. Jesus, others, yourself. That's what true joy is. Jesus, other people, and you. Nobody is left out. And this is how we got to start moving. This is how we got to start doing things in the world. This is the mission of Christ. We need to have true joy in our heart. I want you to start today with a positive mindset. Reach for new heights and realize and recognize that God is calling us to this one thing. It's called gratitude. Be happy for the fact and be joyous for the fact and thankful every day for the life that you have. And go out there and make somebody life better. That's your assignment. That's my assignment. It's no good for you to say, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, and everybody else is going to hell. Well, before you gave your life to Christ, you was going to hell. But somebody ministered Jesus to you. 
There are too many lazy believers. There's too many people that are sitting around asking God, what should I do next? It's too much in the world for you to say that. There's too many problems that God has called us to solve. We got to start moving a little bit differently. It's my prayer today that at least few of these things that I've said to you will wake you up. This one word can really change your life. And again, it is called gratitude. I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will begin to minister to you in the days and weeks to come through this podcast. And you can make these changes today. Recognize what you got and start thanking God for it. And the moment you do, it'll multiply. When that multiplication happens in your life, it is for other people. Be good to them. Love them. Help them. Bless them. What would Jesus do if he was here? You know, they got that acronym. What would Jesus do? Trust me, he wouldn't be doing what many of us are doing, sitting around murmuring and complaining, talking about how bad life is. We don't see Jesus doing that in the Gospels. We can see how he moved. We can see how he helped people. The scripture says he was moved with compassion. When was the last time you were moved with compassion when you know you can help somebody? That's another thing when you just, you know, you haven't, you know, you still struggling, you still going through. And can I tell you what will stop that? Gratitude. What will stop you from struggling and going through is recognizing what you have and watch how God start multiplying things in your life. Many of us are stuck because we're not grateful. That's how you get your raise, your promotion. That's how you get your house and your car. That's how you get out of sickness into health. This is how you get a marriage on the right track. This is how you can love your kids more. It's gratitude, man. I can say this a thousand different ways, but I pray that you're hearing what I'm saying today. Many of us are stuck because we're not grateful. Move in gratitude and watch how things can happen when you do it today. This is a message you can do right now. As soon as you're done listening to this podcast, I want you to take a moment in the quiet and start thanking God for things you've been overlooking Because your mindset is so full of negativity, so full of doubt, so full of fear. And this is why we keep getting more doubt, more fear, more sickness, more disease, more poverty. What you think, think about you will become. So we got to think about things differently. Do it today. Trust me, this one word will change your life and it is called gratitude. All right. Well, that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I hope this blessed you. If it did, man, shout your boy out. Send me an email today and say, man, this episode that has changed my life. I want to let you know, Pastor D. Send me that email today at info at thomasadeloach.com. Go to my homepage. Please do it today at thomasadeloach.com. I have a subscriber box. Put your email in there and click the send button. I will send you a free PDF that will help you in your walk with God. And finally, if this show is really blessing you and you want to give to it, you are grateful for what you have and you want to partner with me financially to keep these shows coming to you, do it today at Thomas thomasadeloach.com. When you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the screen, click that donation tab. No dollar amount is too big or too small. And everything you give will help me continue to show love and gratitude and bless other people through the words of Christ. Because trust me, you have gotten to see today a blessing that will change your life. So partner with me financially today and watch what God will do in your life. Listen, I'm praying for you always, believing the best for you. Be grateful. And until next time, be in power. 
Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.